the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Today, we have with us Vanessa Russell. She is the founder and executive director of Love Never Fails. She is a local advocate and human trafficking abolitionist. She and her husband, Pastor Timothy Russell, are blessed to have seven children. I won't tell their ages, so nobody does the math later. She has worked 20 years in the IT industry, becoming an accomplished senior leader at a Silicon Valley high-tech company, while simultaneously being involved in local ministry and community enhancement activities throughout San Francisco and the Bay Area. Vanessa has developed children in the area of dance, teaching hundreds, ages 3 to 25, lyrical, Flags, hip-hop, and mime since 2000. And we're going to uh, experience some of that today. In 2010, one of Vanessa's 15-year-old dance students was sold into human trafficking. And since that time, she has encountered many others who, like her student, were U.S.-born women, yes, and men and children trapped in modern-day slavery right here in the Bay Area. Her response to this was to launch Love Never Fails, a nonprofit dedicated to the restoration, education, and protection of those involved in or at risk of becoming involved in domestic human trafficking. Since launching the program... Love Never Fails has educated thousands of community members on the issue of human trafficking and has opened two homes which provide long-term safe housing and restorative services for women survivors and their children. So Vanessa is a sought-out keynote speaker, and she is the recipient of the 2013 Jefferson Award the 2015 Jesse Curtis Homeless Advocacy and Action Award, 
the 2013 IDC Activists of the Year Award, the 2015 Hayward Heart Award, the 2015 Top 20 Dynamic Women-Owned Nonprofits, the 2017 Uwajima Catholic Community Service Award, the 2017 Cisco Hero Award, the 2018 CRN Women of the Channel, come on. And Vanessa was also chosen by Investigation Discovery and Time Inc.'s People Magazine, you may have heard of it, as the 2017 winner of the annual Inspire a Difference Everyday Hero Award. And we are honored to have her here with us today. It is my distinct privilege to introduce to you Vanessa Russell. Let's give her a great San Francisco Lighthouse welcome. I forgot to tell him not to read that part. <laughs> I forgot to tell him to leave that last part out. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> well, I am honored, and God gets all the glory. He gets all the glory and then some. Um, I'm going to start off with a prayer, and uh, I want to pray for each of you, because uh, the Lord has really given me a um, um a word for you. And, um, you know, I always, whenever I'm going to share what I'm doing uh, with Love Never Fails, I ask the Lord, what do you want the people to know? And, um, and he put, he brought me to a book, um, some, some scripture that he wants me to share, but then he's also given me, uh, how it connects in with what we're doing with Love Never Fails. So, uh, I, I'm just really excited. So Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity to be before your daughters and your sons. God, that we know, God, that um, in our flesh, we can do no good thing. But in you, we are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or imagine. You can do it in us and we can do it through you for others, God. God, I pray that you would use everyone here, every hand and every foot to do your will. I pray that you would use every gift that is here. I pray that you would even begin to bring about a a vision, God, for each of us right now, that we would come to know that thing that you have been calling us to, and it would be ever-present. God, that we would not allow anything that the enemy has been speaking over us, even from the beginning of our birth, to impede that which the Lord has said so. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to spend some time in the book of Jonah and uh, start off with, um, uh, I'm going to read it in just a second, but before I read the scripture, I just want to give you a little bit of a forewarning about Jonah. Anybody read that book? Anybody? Okay. So like I said in the first service, you know, um, Jonah is a trip. Okay. I mean, he, he, when I was reading this book, you know, I've read it before, but I, I, I don't know. I had new eyes to see this time when I was going through Jonah. I was like, Jonah, like he talked about dying like maybe four or five times in just three chapters. Right. I mean, this guy, if things were not going his way or he was asked to do something that he wasn't quite comfortable with, it was like, I'm just going to die. You know, I don't like that. No slurpees, death. 
You know, and, 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 and I, I started to laugh a little bit like, how about, am I ever that way? Am I ever that way? Like, like are, are any of you like this about chocolate? I mean, if I don't have my chocolate, it's like death is so bad. It's so, I mean, I, 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 and there's certain things that God wants us to resist or God wants us to do. And we're so, uh, we make a mountain out of a molehill about it. And, and it's because it's a thing in our flesh or it's the way that we're thinking about the thing. It's the way that we're, we're imagining the thing will feel if we don't have it or if we do have it. And oftentimes uh, we have these expectations that keep us from the will of God in our lives and take us down paths that we were never supposed to be down and away from things that we were supposed to be with, away from doing things that we're supposed to be doing. So in the book of Jonah uh, 1.1, it says, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, or Amittai, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. And after paying the ferry, went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. <laughs> flee from the Lord. <laughs> That's funny. But how many of you think you can kind of like hide some things? Any of you like me think you can hide some things and tuck some things away? I know that I have really struggled to lay some things down and, and also ran from the Lord. Ran from things that he said. As a matter of fact, and you're, you're really going to laugh about this later, but when I first gave my life to the Lord in my 20s, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm going to give my life to you. But right? I'm going to give my life to you, but do not think that I am going to be out in this street talking to people all crazy, these crazy Christians out here trying to bug people that don't want to be bugged. I'm not doing any street stuff. I'm going to be with the kids, right? And then I'm, and do not think I'm going to any third world country to lay in the dirt and be bitten by mosquitoes. No, 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 no. That's not me, Lord. You know, you know who you made me to be? Don't we try to do that? You know who I am, Lord? He's like, yes, I do. <laughs> you have no idea. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action 
and love those in your midst. So there I was making all these deals with the Lord, but but God uh, began to do a new thing in me and show me new things about myself that I had never even considered and never knew that I was capable of and quite frankly wouldn't be capable of. Only thing is that I said yes. That was all that I needed to do was just say yes. And so here we have Jonah who got... Uh, away from Lord, he's he's running from the Lord. He said he said he fleed from the Lord, um, and, and and he gets into this boat, and there's a the Bible says it's a, there's a violent storm, and it's threatening to break up the ship. And all the men, I was telling the the first service, I I was telling the men that I've been doing a lot of traveling lately. How many of you have ever been on a turbulent flight? Yes. So this is kind of mean, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I was sitting close to this big guy, you know, big guy. And the plane started getting a little turbulent, going, shaking a little bit. And then all of a sudden, the the plane went here, boom, and he went, And I was like, oh, my God, that's so funny. I'm like, do it again, Lord. (laughs) That is so funny. I'm sorry. That was so funny. But (laughs) I imagine all of these guys, right? It says a bunch of guys were on the on the boat and it was it was turbulent. It was violent. And they were all like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? And somehow I guess they were all prophetic or something. But they knew they came to this. They deduced that it was Jonah that was causing the problem. Jonah wasn't. And as soon as Jonah was found out, Jonah was like, put me out. Again, this guy, Jonah is a trip. He's like, just throw me out. Throw me overboard. That's me. I'm the one. And they were like, no, 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 we don't want to do that because we're going to sin against God. So we're going to try to get you close to the shore. And, and, and he's like, he's like, just put me out. And so they, they tried for him. They really did. But it wasn't working out. Their, 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 their ship was about to fall apart. And they said, we got to dump you. And so they, they prayed to the Lord, please forgive us before, they, before we throw them over. And then they, they tossed them. And, you know, I started to look at that and and, and actually just in real life, I started to think a little bit about how, uh, you know, sometimes we're around people, quite frankly, they got to get out. They can't be in our ship. You can love them in the fish. You know what I'm saying? You can love them, but they can't be in our ship because they're, 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 they're steering us in the wrong direction. They're going to break up our ship. And, and it doesn't mean you don't love them because, see, they, they loved him. They didn't want, they prayed to the Lord, please. We're trying to get him to shore. We're trying to help him. But they had to cut him loose. Okay, so I don't know who that's for, but that, that, that just got, like occurred to me. And, and so here, here we have Jonah. He's in the belly of the fish. And it says in Jonah 2, 1. It says, from the inside, the fish Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. And he said, in my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me from the depths of the grave. I called for help and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the deep, into the very heart of the seas and the currents swirled around me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. And I said, anybody, I've been banished from your sight. Yet I will look again toward your holy temple. 
The engulfing waters threatened me and the deep surrounded me and seaweed was wrapped around my head. I mean, just imagine any of you ever had inhaled salt water? Your nostrils are burning. Your throat is burning. You've got seaweed over your eyes. You're blind. You're in this, this, this fish. You're constrained. You can't move. Anybody think of anything like that that's happened to you in your life? Have you ever been in bondage to a thing? Deep, deep, deep in a thing? Addicted to something? To someone? Have you ever been unable to move? Have you ever been blinded by a thing? Has anything ever burned your nose and your eyes and your ears? Has anybody ever gotten down on their knees and cried out to their father saying, Abba, forgive me, forgive me, for I have sinned? Anybody ask for grace? Anybody? He said, but you brought my life up from the pit. And he says above it, to the roots of the mountain, I sank down the earth beneath, barred me in forever. Huh, trying to take you out. But you brought my life up from the pit, oh Lord, my God. I can think back to so many times. I, 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 I'm going to tell you a little bit about Love Never Fails. And the Lord just reminded me right now there was a house that I was, I was hanging. And I'm going to use some terms that we used back in the day. I was kicking it. Y'all remember that? I was kicking it in this house over in the Fillmore district. And it was, it was, today they would call it a trap house, but it was a crack house then. And I was with a boyfriend who was extremely abusive. And I'll tell you a little bit about why I was with somebody like that, but was with him and, and, and everybody was doing drugs there and they were coming to buy their drugs there. And there were girls that were being sold there. And I was only 15 years old. And I was witnessing another girl that was being sold there at the age of 14. And she was trying to recruit me and groom me. And she was showing me, you know, how how good this life was. And I still remember one day we were standing in front of a TV set and and salt and pepper came on with, ah, push it. And she was trying to show me the, the moves and we were becoming friends. And I remember my boyfriend at the time, and praise God for this, he was a very abusive person, but he was also very possessive. And he knew what she was trying to do. And he said, no, 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 I don't want you, I don't want you associating with her. But it was almost like the Lord was giving me a view into the experience, into the process of, of, of recruiting people to be trafficked, of making it look fun, of making it look, of seducing a young person into this life. And it always comes in through, through, through laughter and through, you know, let's, let's, let's just get high or let's just hang out. Let's have a party. Uh, let, you know, let's go meet up with this cute guy. Let's go. Go, let's go uh, to this party, not knowing that it's all a setup. It's all a setup to bring you into the root of the mountain where you're going to sink down. You'll be brought to your death. You know, the average age of a person that is trafficked is 12 to 14. And the average life expectancy is seven years. And oftentimes our young people who are being ensnared in this life are overlooked they're thrown away. They're cast away. They're viewed as runaways. They view, they're, the society will tell you that they want to be there, but it's just not so. And so here we have Jonah. And I think, you know, when I think about the, what was going on in that household that I just described to you, I think, man, there's some evil people going. There's some evil things going on in that house. There was a girl who was trying to ensnare me. I could get, I could get uh, ugly thinking about her. Like, how dare she? 
try to ensnare me. And the guy who was whose house it was, you know, was ensnaring a lot of people. Everybody was doing drugs. All oh, those people. I could form an attitude about them. Oh, low lives. Disgusting. How could they do that? And I wonder how many times all of us do that as we're thinking about this issue of human trafficking. Oh, it's just all these people who are just just doing all these weird things to each other. I don't want to be part of that. How many times do we have those kind of attitudes in our hearts and our minds? And so I don't think we're very much different from Jonah because Jonah had some thoughts about Nineveh. He had some feelings uh, against Nineveh, and this was one of the reasons. So if we go on to uh, the beginning of, of uh, 3, he talks about, I'm sorry, if you, if, if, well, if you read on from 2, he, at the end of 2, he says, I, what I have vowed, I will make good. He commits to actually go and do what God said. Salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish to vomit him up onto dry land. So then if you go to three, he actually goes and he goes to the great city of Nineveh and he proclaims this message. And it doesn't take much. He's just going through the city and talking to different people. And he says, 40 days and 40 days, you're going to be smashed. You'll be ruined. And, and, and to, much to his uh, disbelief, the people and the king decide to turn from their wicked ways and they become repentant. And yeah, and, and it's, it's really, um, great, right? It's awesome. You think, you know, you think Jonah would be like, yay, uh, that was some preaching. Got everybody saved. But no, not, did I tell you Jonah is a trip. So instead of being happy, he's disappointed. He said, this is the reason I didn't want to go to Nineveh in the first place because I knew you were going to have grace on your people once they repented and you weren't going to smash their city. And I thought to myself, wow, Jonah, you just got out of the belly of a fish. Huh? You just prayed a prayer of please, Lord, and thank you, Lord, and, and salvation. And five minutes later... You are talking about, I wanted you to burn these people down. And I just wonder how many of us have a little Jonah in us. How many of us have some Jonah ways? Yeah. We were looking, we, 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 you know, God is calling us to go speak to some people, but, but we don't want to because they might get saved. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. You know, when I came down here, when I had the opportunity to meet Pastor Jonathan JT, when I had a chance to meet him at YWAM, it broke my heart. It broke my heart. And still to this day, I'm like, I'm going to do something about it. 
But when I walked down to the tenderloin and every two steps was a person on the side of the uh, of the road and all their clothes were dirty and they're sitting on urine and 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 dirt and and they and they don't feel loved and nobody's even asked what their name is and the, nobody even takes the time to touch them or see if they need some food and the only exchange is really um, one of fear you know like can I get by them quickly I said oh god no I mean, it, this went on for blocks. Every two feet, there was a person there that was in need. And I thought, this is my, you're breaking my heart for what breaks yours, God. There's got to be another way, God. There's got to be another way, God. We're talking about housing programs and we're talking about all these things. But guess what? Guess what? Each of us has an answer. And it's Jesus. Jesus is the answer. You know what? And it's not just going up to saying Jesus loves you. That's not what I mean. It means that God has birthed a purpose on your life that he wants you to walk out because in that walking out, you're going to have the answer to what that person needs in the street. He's going to give you finance. He's going to give you prophetic words. He's going to give you all kinds of gifts and abilities and resources that you never even knew you had. And if we would just like soldier up in here, we would be able to get down there and do something with these people. I'm believing that we can go and we have the power in us to raise the dead. If you can't, if you don't believe that, and you should be able to go up to that person and literally touch, and they should be free from all the demons that they have are impacting them, that are keeping them bound, that are keeping them in the belly of the fish. You understand? We have that power. And let me prove it to you. Um, so, so you probably, you know, love never fails. So how did this all get started? Well, let me tell you, I, I was raised in San Francisco. Um, I came here with my mom at the age of two. We were fleeing from a domestic violence situation. By that time, I had already lived in multiple states. I had been in foster care. Um, my, my family had been um, through a lot of abuse and, 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 and a lot of trauma by that time at the age of two. We came here to the city. We were living with somebody, so that technically means we were homeless. We, went, we finally landed our own flat. We were on welfare, and would be, which would be now referred to as CalWorks, CalFresh, right? We were, you know, we were all about... Um, just making it, making it, surviving, me and my mom. My mom was a very young mom. Um, she was doing the best that she could, but there just weren't, weren't, weren't a lot of resources for us. And we were in the Fillmore District, or in the Mission District initially, and then we moved over to the Fillmore District. And um, during this time, uh, right around, you know, I had been um, molested by people as a, as a young child. My, 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 my babysitter's husband and different people that were in our way. But really what solidified a message that the, that the enemy tried to speak over me uh, was when I got raped by my boyfriend at the age of 12, who was a deacon's son. And I didn't know anything about church, didn't, wasn't raised in church, so this was quite traumatic for me. I was very confused. And I came to the, 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 the belief that I was worth nothing and that, and that I had to keep a man with me at all times that could protect me, someone who was had that little violent edge, and I would tend to go with these gangster types and people that were, had guns and different things like that so that I could feel protected. Only I didn't realize that I would be 
at times subjected to the same abuse that I was so happy to have protect me at times. So I grew up like that, thinking that I wasn't going to make it to the age of 20. And when I made it to the age of 20, I was like, wow, I'm doing big things. But it was, it was, the, it was the mindset of myself and many of my friends. And I think, by the way, it's the mindset of our youth right here in Patrell Hill, in Hunter's Point, in uh, the Fillmore, in the Tenderloin. There are people down there that are living in some of the hotels down there. Um, they, young people, they have no, absolutely no worth. And it's hard to do what God said do when you don't believe you're worth anything. I love what you said, up, out, in. We all need to know we're loved And this is the message that the Lord pressed upon my heart with love never fails. You are loved. If you know nothing else, know that today. And so here I was going through this, this difficult situation. And then, and then I was, um, I was, I was blessed with my first son who was 23 years old and, uh, he's 22 years old now, but I was blessed with him and, and he, just changed my perspective because I began to believe that um, I could be worth something and I didn't have to earn my worth. See, because when somebody uh, takes advantage of you sexually, you think that the only reason why people like you is if you give them what they want. But then I saw my son and I was like, I love him unconditionally. He didn't do anything to earn my love. So there must be someone who loves me like that. And that's where I began to know the love of Christ. And through the birth of my son, I began to be wooed to the bosom of the father. And then six years later, I gave my life to him. And I decided when I was here in, in, in San Francisco, I was in the McAteer School of the Arts. I did da- dance. I played the bass guitar. I sing. I, I was like all this music stuff. And I decided, you know what? I'm, I, that's what I want to do with the youth. I want to teach young people to praise dance. So I started a praise dance team. And I, 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 I got to tell you, the people that the Lord sent to me were people just like me. Girls that were just, uh, did not believe that they had any worth. And boys that also believed that they had no worth. You know, the, 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 the world is lying to our young men as well. He's telling them that you're not worth anything unless you have the Nike tennis shoes. Um, you know, it, not until Steph Curry wore Under Armour is it cool to wear Under Armour now. Isn't it true? My son was like, yeah, oh, I'll take the Under Armour. I was like, what happened? <laughs> oh, Steph got them on. Oh, I get it. Um, but, you know, we live by these brands. Uh, we live by, I remember one day the barber cut my son, uh, my son David, he, had a, he has a frohawk, and they, and they cut it too high. He didn't want to go to school because the peer pressure is so heavy on every, the way you look and uh, what you wear. And then as you get older, and he's, he's only 11, and as you get older, it's how many girls you got, how much money you got. And the pressure is on you as a young man, 15 years old, you don't have a job. What, you ain't got no money? You're a loser. And so where's a 15-year-old going to go get that money? He's going to be a lookout for somebody who's exploiting. He's going to be trafficking drugs, girls, helping somebody out who's going to be a mentor to him. And so we need to be aware that there are these places in which our young people are being ensnared. And so as I, as I, as I went through and I was doing um, the dance, praise dance with the young ladies and the young men, what happened is in 2010, one of my 15-year-old dance students was raped 
in Hayward. And then she was sold throughout California for a year. We were able to get her back. And um, we were able to get her some help. And she graduated from high school with honors. She got a certificate in Culinary Academy. She's doing a lot better in her life. She's still got a ways to go, as we all do. But she's doing a lot better. And actually, you're going to hear from her mom in just a minute, her foster mom, who took her in and loved on her and helped to restore her and who loves her dearly. But, you know, I, I say to you, what happened with her was like uh, it opened because of what she meant to me. It opened me into a new world that, like I said, I didn't want to be in the street talking to anybody and I didn't want to go to other countries. And yet God said, just say yes. Just say yes. I was trying to teach the kids dance. That's what I do. I teach the kids here at home in a nice room. He's like, no, no, no. You're going to go out in the street. And now you'll find me loving. I love. I remember I went to Stockton one year. And we, and we ministered to people on, on Boggs Track. Which you might find d- people who are dead there on Boggs Track in Stockton. And I went under bridges. And I went into cars. And there were roaches that were cr- uh, 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 crawling on my feet as I walked down the street. This is right here in Stockton, California. And I went down there and I would hug the people and I would ask them their name and I loved to be with them and they cried. Just the other day I was at the airport and I had these bracelets. There's some in the lobby at the table. You can get them later. I had these bracelets to say you are loved. And there was a woman that was crying behind me and, um, and, and, and my husband noticed and he said, are you okay? And I thought somebody was falling. So I turned around real nervous and, uh, I was like, oh, is she falling? No, she was crying. He said, what's going on? She said, I'm, 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 I'm missing my grandma, uh, I'm leaving my grandma here and um, I, my grandma d- did so much for me. She's, she saved my life. And she was crying. And then the Lord said, give her a bracelet. And on the bracelet, it says, you are loved. And I put it on her arm and she said, can you hug me? This is in the airport. And I started to hold her. She started crying. Then her sister started crying. We could have had church right there. I, but it's these moments that God is, is calling you to, that God is calling me to, to be available, not to be in our phones, to be available, to notice when somebody's crying, to notice the pain of another person, and to not think to yourself, I don't have it. You don't. Trust me. You don't have it. All you have is your yes. All you have is your yes, and that is enough. Your yes is enough. God will provide everything since this time. When I said yes, God has given us houses to house women and children. And he's equipped us. Uh, Our housing program has allowed us to provide safe housing for 92 women and 17 children. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages.
Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. I don't have a background. I'm not an MFT. I'm not a clinician. I'm not a teacher. I'm a nerdy girl from high tech that, and praise God for that because that's even a miracle. And, and, and I really have no business doing any of this stuff. And then the Lord said, you know what? You're going to create a curriculum that is going to help prevent human trafficking. And so we, we used that curriculum. I took it up to the California Department of Education. They gave me a letter saying, yes, it satisfies health education standards. We started educating kids. We educated over 5,000 kids in the Bay Area using a volunteer staff. And then we went and made a, a coalition with two other nonprofits, for, uh, the, and that's called Protect. And now we are in 20 counties throughout the state. There are 58 counties. We're in 20 of them. Our curriculum satisfies health, history, sex ed, uh, family life uh, education standards. Only God. Then the Lord said, you're going to do a mentoring program because they need more than just parents. So you're going to do a mentoring program. So you're going to create a curriculum for mentoring. So then we did that. And, 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 and we've been able to mentor hundreds of young people. And then the Lord said, after he gave the house, he gave the house. We put the people in the house. And then he said, it's not enough to just put them in the house. You got to give them sustainable jobs because they're going to get out of the house and they're not going to be able to provide for themselves. So then he gave us a partnership with Wells Fargo so we could put people in the banking industry. Then he gave us a partnership with Century 21 so we could put people in real estate. And now he gave us a partnership with Cisco so we can do IT jobs. Hello, somebody. And this is not in my, I mean, I have, did you hear how many kids I have? Did you hear? My husband is senior pastor of a church in Hayward. Hello, somebody. I work in a global sales role. I'm in one day. I'm in Indonesia. The next day I'm in London. The next day I'm in California. How is this happening? But God, God will do it. Don't doubt him. Don't second guess. Don't wonder. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Just say yes and take a step. Yes. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And so I just say to you, as I as I invite Erica to come up and share a little bit about her story, I just say to you, I just know because God gave me this. He gave me this for you. I know that God has been pricking your heart to step out on faith and do something that um, is is crazy. But I I just I just ask you just say yes to God in that and we'll have a table outside if you want to learn more about love never fails how you can get involved we really appreciate it but we're gonna have Erica Erica come Um, I'm I'm Erica and um, I'm a survivor of sex trafficking I was telling um, Vanessa after the first service um, I'm not unfamiliar with being in front of a congregation but for some reason today um, I have these butterflies in my stomach like being up here and I don't know why it's not a story that I haven't told before it's not anything I haven't done before and um, 
she said, that's the anointing of God. And I'm so grateful for God. I'm so grateful for Vanessa. Um, I was sold on the streets of Oakland when I was 14 um, by way of a, a Romeo pimp. So basically what that means, you know, there's different types of, of pimps. There's gorilla pimping where they just take you. And then there's, and then there's uh, Romeo pimps who form a bond with you, who form a relationship with you. And, um, and then it's on from there. So um, I was a runaway at 14 and had no idea what I was doing. But I did... I, my past, up until the age of 14, groomed me to be uh, ready for that, to be um, accepting of that, to be um, vulnerable in that area. Um, molestation, abandonment, um, no father, growing up without a father, constantly seeking a man's approval and love, just love. I remember a long time ago, Vanessa had said while she was speaking that um, the need for love by human beings is the same as water and air. Like, we need to feel loved. And when you're not getting that somewhere else, you're susceptible, you're, you're vulnerable, you're at risk um, to be plucked and, and used however they see fit. So um, I wasn't there long. It was a few months before I was able to make my escape. However, um, as I said before, it's, um, it was just enough time to solidify the idea that I was worthless, that there was nothing that I had to offer outside of my body. And that stuck with me for many, 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 I can't say many enough, many years um, through the promiscuity, through the, um, you know, getting into quick relationships, one night stands that turned into living boyfriends. Like there's, um, it has affected my life uh, so very much. But God, you know, um, <laughs> I can't say enough about what God has done for me. I can't say enough about the goodness of God. I cannot give him enough praise. I don't have enough air in my lungs to praise him enough. He's been so good to me. He's restored me. He's bringing me to wholeness. And it's through programs like Love Never Fails. And it's through, um, you know, my my church family. It's through... um, being obedient and saying yes. I know this is off topic, off topic from Love Never Fails, but she was talking about saying yes and, um, and the things that she said no to. Um, I never thought I would be in the streets um, trying to win people for the Lord. I never thought I would do, uh, I have a ministry that, that serves, buys school clothes for children who otherwise wouldn't be able to afford them. I don't like children. I don't like shopping. I don't like... <laughs> I don't like shopping. So I was like, no, God, nope, not me. He was like, yes, you. So being in the streets, me and Vanessa used to have competitions trying to see who could get to the other side of the street faster to speak to a woman who was a a young lady who was being sold so that we could win her to the Lord. Like we would have competitions on each side of the street. Like who's going to, but because we were able to say yes. So I, you know, I want to encourage each and every one of you, if you feel like God is pulling on your heartstrings, that he's, um, trying to push you into a role that your flesh is screaming no, I guarantee you, you will be a tremendous blessing in that particular arena. I guarantee you, because God makes no mistakes, and his plans for our life are so much better than anything you could ever plan for yourself, ever. And where you think that you are inadequate, where you think that you are unqualified, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So if you're called to it, by all means... Take a step out on faith and watch what he does. Watch God. That's all. I can't say enough about the goodness of God. 
So I want to be. I want to minister a song to you. We're here to minister a song to you. Tiana is going to minister dance while I um, while I sing a song for you guys. God bless you all. Thank you for that beautiful expression this morning. I love what Vanessa said in the first gathering about why these ladies sing and dance. Evil tried to bring them down, keep them enslaved. But she said today they dance because evil didn't win. So my heart's full today. I feel encouraged and challenged at the same time. I feel like I want to say yes. Anybody else feel like they want to say yes today? So what is it that God's calling you to do? What is the task that God set before you today? I say to you, say yes. The answer to how, how am I going to do this? The answer to how is yes. I say yes. And as we step into those things, God empowers us. God does the work. Our praise singers are going to sing right now, worship team. And as they do, if you would like prayer this morning, you just want someone to pray with you about something specific, even there'll be someone in the back uh, to pray with you. Let us just enter into this time of worship and praise today. And let this message that God has sent us today and this sense of what he's doing settle on us today as we enter into a time of worship. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.